I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Let's Do the Right Thing in association with RadioWorks. Presented and curated by Adam Hopkinson. This is the LDTRT podcast, brought in conjunction with Passion Media and RadioWorks. It was set up to tell the story of people going it their own way in the media industries. I myself launched a media agency this year, Passion, to focus in fashion, entertainment and leisure verticals. We have had lots of great advice in doing so, some of it from guests on this very podcast. It has, however, morphed over the last couple of years as I've become more interested in what's changed for media and marketing professionals to address changes in consumer behaviour. And again, whilst launching an agency, I'm still on the mission to gather great advice. I'm delighted today to be speaking with Liz Jones and Darren Rubins. Liz and Darren both have great careers running agencies and sales teams and media companies and are close enough to the market to have a very contemporary view on the topic that is front of mind for everyone at the moment, and that is talent. January 2019, four years. What's that, silk or uh, modern appliances, I think, in certain uh, you know, uh, anniversary scales, but what are you going to do? Every January we get together and we review the year that's gone before, we look at our successes, we've looked at what we need to learn and do better. Um, And I think it's often worth just taking a moment because it's so easy just to focus on the here and now, but actually taking the time to go back to the beginning and, and see whether what you're achieving chimes with your original purpose and we were all about trying to change uh, the face of the industry and in so many ways and we've managed to do that um, by you know increasing the number of underrepresented groups um, that we put into big jobs Um, we've really focused on sustainability so we've planted over 150 trees we've also created uh, what we think is the industry benchmark for leadership assessment so we've created uh, our own tool called conquer inside so We've got lots to celebrate, and um, we'll be doing that in January with the team. Fantastic. And I'm, I'm delighted to hear it. I mean, we, we hear nothing but good things about Conquer. It, it, it's really lovely that you know, the reputation that you've built over those four years is strong. Do you know what? It's, this is all about word of mouth, isn't it? It's all about people's experiences, and this is one of the original reasons why we got together and we're so aligned in our thinking, um, because we want to make the experience as good as we can for clients and, and for candidates. I think that's it. It's, it was trying to be slightly differentiated in terms of our offering, and uh, as previous candidates, it's, it's showing empathy and you know, to and treating the client and the candidate with equal respect. So ensuring there is good and timely feedback. You know, people know when they're in and when they're not in a process and, and the reasons for that and, and make sure that whoever goes into whatever scenario, they take something from it 
to take to their next interview or their next process. Are, are you finding that um, that the your your clients, I guess the, the 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 companies that you're placing people in, are developing better skills and giving feedback? I think we're quite lucky because we are operating at a more senior end of the market, so we normally know the client very well as a as a peer or a, even a friend, so we can absolutely let them know that they need to provide that but we have what we call a charter which we get our clients to sign up to which is which encompasses that this is how we operate but this is your part of the bargain we will find you the best possible talent out there um, and we will ensure that we navigate the process in a way that is agile but with pace so that the the candidates you know stay very um, engaged but your part of that is to to provide us with proper feedback and sometimes it's hard because we all know what it's like you interview someone and it's quite instinctive no they're not right so you you do have to just no is not good enough exactly Um, so you do have to help them sometimes unpick what it is or what it wasn't um, but yeah, we, we, we push hard and we, yeah, we, we do get there. One of the beauties of having your own business is that you can decide who you work with yes. as well. And yeah. of course, you know, we're not naive, right? We, we want to work with the, the biggest companies yep. and the best companies. But at the same time, we put this charter together as our way of saying that there's a stake in the ground here. It's really important that we treat everyone with respect and you need to treat us and your candidates with respect. You mentioned a magic word there, and, and I wonder whether it's got something to do with your, your success over the last four years when, when you mentioned empathy. that you know, we, Prior to coming into the studio today, we were talking about COVID and the way that people were reacting or interacting with potential candidates, and I think empathy is probably core to everything that you do. How, how was it with everything going, well, insert whatever phrase you want here over the last two years? So what we did find ourselves doing was was being able to be available to people who did find themselves suddenly out mm. and um, and maybe had never been in that situation before. And the beauty in some respects was that we had no roles. So yeah. you weren't hiding or pretend, you know, or having to say you're not, you're just not right for this opportunity. There, there weren't live opportunities. So you lent an ear, you provided a framework, you maybe made some connections and you just provided empathy. And I have a sense that 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 came back to us you know in in karma if you like in terms of people remembering that and then those people land in in roles and and they need a recruiter or they need a uh, you know a talent partner and and they they remembered how they were treated and they want that for their business's reputation yeah and and, and i completely get that and and i don't know what the word is it what what the word for it is is uh, it's not altruism you know because the altruistic you, you do that entirely in somebody else's benefit which is i'm sure is what you did but then there was a secondary benefit for you for you coming back and i, and I think you know the, the the name of this podcast is let's do the right thing and it feels very much that that is doing the right thing you know when when everything went wrong for so many people on so many levels that having a human interaction in something that you'd be terrified about would be really, really powerful. So, yeah, good for you. Wow. But things have changed now, right? We've, we've moved on and people are back in the office and moving around. How, how are you finding the market? How, how, are, how is recruitment going? We're, we're busy, thankfully. Um, you, you get a sense that everyone is holding their breath and, and you know, thinking about what, what, what it looks like. But, you know, the truth is that um, it, it's still a candidate's market. Um, because talent is rare uh, and expensive and um, there is a bit of nervousness about moving. At the same time, I think it's up to companies to to position themselves in a way that gives the candidate confidence. And, and actually, that one of the things is to try and encourage clients to keep 
the, the pace in the process because I think, yeah, at the moment you give candidates too long to think and then yeah. they might actually mention they're in a process to their line manager or their boss or whatever and suddenly, you know, it, 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 the obstacles are put in the way yeah. um, and, and people start sort of rem reminding them of people who, who left really good jobs for good jobs and then because they were last in, they were first out. Exactly, last in on inflated salaries at the moment as well, which is... You know, how is that correcting? Is it are you seeing that being redressed at all? Well, I saw something last night about uh, about inflationary salaries, and and there's no question, there's no stop uh, in sight. So, you know, what what I think will happen is that the market will always correct itself. You know, it will always calm down to a point where you know businesses can't necessarily afford to do that. But what I think will happen is that there will be a natural churn of people that haven't developed their skills. And they will come out of the business and they'll be replaced by more expensive people that, that have developed those skills. OK, so it's not a like for like inflated no, salary. No. It's more qualified. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, OK, so th th this is a bugbear of mine now. The, the qualifications in the industry, it's always bothered me. There's a couple of things. I mean, I love the industry, but there's always a couple of things in it that bother me. And one of them is that we, we operate in our careers um, with vast sums of money doing um, you know, quite responsible roles for brands and taking them out and helping them grow and develop. But we're rarely qualified to do so, rather than having gone through, you know, the the experience that you build in your career. Do, do you think that that might be something that comes in to differentiate people now? Well, interestingly, I'm I'm someone with qualifications because okay. I've got a diploma in advertising. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Me and my big man. What do I know? Bagger gym, ten uh, meter swimming. Exactly. Bagger. I remember bagger. I got the yeah the ten. <laughs> the purple one was ten, I think. Yeah. I, I I don't think there's ever been a time where we've had more qualifications around. So if you look at what the IPA have developed. You know, which is incredible. You've got Google Squared, you've got Mark Ritson, yep. Mini MBA. So you've got lots of opportunities for self development. Um, what I would say is, I'm not sure that clients necessarily value. Um, qualifications in the same way you know what I what I certainly saw in my time um, uh, at media agencies is that clients valued competitive advantage you know whether that was price or service or resources or tools um, I, I'm but we don't as, count thinking as that well this is this is the this is the big thing isn't it um, I think clients do pay for ideas uh, but they don't necessarily pay for qualifications okay but having said that I will always properly make sure the client knows that during their time out they actually took it as an opportunity to do something that was more purposeful to keep them in the game and keep them learning. I kind of hope that everybody did that I mean it felt like a natural thing for me to do that suddenly you've got all this extra time and whether even if it's like two hours a day that you've replaced for commuting what are you going to do with that you know yeah you can do you know you can have a sort of slightly lighter workload or you can catch up and skill up and and do other things and like you say there's so many resources available on google and facebook etc to learn new skills I, I, i'm kind of astonished if people haven't done that and I think sometimes that's led to people also having a bit of a side hustle. Yeah. You know, so they might have something else going yeah. on slightly to the you know left field of, of core work. But again, I think a, a side hustle can make a candidate a little bit more compelling because yes. they bring something different yeah. and they're having a different experience outside of that that business is building, so to speak. It also shows that you're 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 kind of putting the skills that you are developing in your career into practice, into a project that that you have to deliver on your skills, but also all of the other little bits and pieces that you need to learn to do it. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So things moving on, people are getting qualified and, you know, and, and the standard of candidates are increasing. And I get that there's an inflated salary, but those salaries are not like for light replacements, that you are more skilled and commanding higher roles. And I get that. That's fantastic. Will it continue? Because the the the, the, the thing that's kind of coming along in, in my my mind and, you know, the, the, the experience that we have with the market at the minute is that from an agency side in particular, the, the, the margins for agencies are being squeezed even more. So it's kind of harder to actually be able to pay those bigger numbers. Where does it stop? I mean, we're going to go into a remuneration for from, from clients kind of conversation now, perhaps. But but does that need a reset? Well, the, the, the answer is that the business is evolving, you know, in front of our very eyes. When I started, um, media was a very commoditized um, world. And, and in some instances, it still is. But the truth is that media agencies now are um, upskilling and they're doing things that they never used to do. You know, you couldn't have imagined that a media agency, for example, would be creating ads no. or, 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 you know, creating long form content or um, creating, you know, databases and, and, and platforms for clients to, you know, address their customers directly. So I think um, media agencies are evolving and, um, and, and and therefore I think there is a natural cycle to salaries because what they're doing is more upstream thinking and uh, and, and more performance related. So I think we are going to see um, an increase in salary, um, but it largely comes down to the fact that the uh, work that they're producing is, is, is much more to do with the client's outcomes rather than just the inputs. Yeah, it's, it's very different. I mean, maybe, maybe it's time to re, you know, change the, the labels that we have as, as media agency, more like a business consultants or, or management consultants even. I think that's exactly what's happening. I think the management consultants have had a look over the fence and realised there's all this amazing ecosystem that they, yeah. can, that they can get involved in and actually 
uh, they they're they're taking people from media agencies, yeah. and then the and then the <laughs> networked media agencies are going. Hang on a minute, uh, we need some people from the consultants because yeah. we need to talk that language. And there's other absolutely other, other you know cakes that we can we can get stuck into. I, I, I agree. I, it, it's, it sort of surprises me that it's taken the management consultancy so long because you know you've got the you, you deliver the theory of what a business needs to do and that this is this is what our recommendations are and then there's you hand it all over to somebody else to go and do the actual bit of communicating with the consumers. Of course they're going to move into that that world, but it does surprise me it took so long. Yeah, they've got I think they've got bigger teams than we all give them credit for. They just do it under the radar. Yes, yes, and charge a lot more. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll. we'll the fees then for the agency kind of balance out management consultants do you think or mm, not mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up with our clients later yeah. <laughs> um th- there's one thing that i'm i'm hearing and i'm kind of I, i'm not sure whether you it will be on your radar given the the end of the market that you're looking at much more senior candidates and you know, more professional perhaps but we're hearing a lot about quiet quitting i don't know whether it's real is it is it something that's coming across are you do you have a, an opinion on it? Is it is it a thing? I I think it's always been a thing for people that don't uh, work in organisations that have engaged them properly. So I do think a lot of the onus comes down to the leadership of a company to make sure that their workforce is is properly understanding what the purpose of the business is, and finding ways to engage individuals in that rather than just for it to be a theoretical thing. So I, I think we've always had um, some people that are engaged and some that aren't. Um, I think it's easier to be disengaged now because obviously a lot more people work from home yep. and therefore they're not surrounded by the ecosystem of, of uh, you know, a community. Um, but I, I haven't seen it personally. No, I haven't seen it. I think it, you know, the businesses that seem to be having success are the ones that are mandating, but, yep. you know, the days that you come in, but making them purposeful, you know, not coming in so that you're all sitting around in, with headphones on, on, on calls, right? Yep. You know, days to come in to properly collaborate and have in-person meetings. Um, and I think, yeah, to Darren's point, it's about, um, having more transparent, if the business is more transparent with their people about how they make their profit, mm. then the people will be more engaged with 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 driving that outcome. Um, so I think when there's more, yeah, shared ownership of the the challenge and the, the model, then I think you you probably would have more engagement. We're we're trying to do. I'm glad you say that because we're trying to do all of those things at, at Passion. So we we have um we have a remote model, but everybody comes into the office two days a week, and those two days a week are about being together. You know the things that we can do. So you're absolutely not sitting there playing you know with your headphones on. You're not doing spreadsheet things. You're doing something that strategically needs everybody in the room together, whether that be a brainstorm or. You know, plotting out the future of the business, but something that everybody's all engaged in together, and we're completely open about you know the the margins and the way that we're making our money and and how it's coming in, so that everybody gets a sense of, oh, okay, I see, right, so okay, so this is how much I cost, and this is what I've got to deliver to the business for me to get my bit back out of it, and and I quite like that transparency. It might just be because I've always been nosy or curious about how the businesses are working, but I've I've always felt like that. You know, I've, I've always felt that, okay, this is my salary. I know what I've got to do to deliver that, and I know what it's worth to the business. But I, I kind of also thought that that's what everybody did. We've all worked in companies where they try and keep all of that away from you, you know, either because they don't want to confuse you or because they just don't want they don't want people to understand how much money they're making, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but it's not the way to work now. You know, no. we, we're in an era of much more transparency and, and openness. If you can show people properly how a P&L works... 
and make them understand the levers you have as a business that will you know affect the, that bottom line which is what we're all focused on ultimately then they are going to be much better placed to, to help their business uh, their, their clients businesses sorry because what they're trying to solve is a you know is not a client's media challenge it's their business challenge through media right so yeah. if you have a more commercial um capability and and you know the nuances of of your own business you can apply them to to, to the client's business in a way that you wouldn't if you are yeah kept, kept away from all of the um financials and commercials but I, you kind of want to know everything that you're involved in it's it, it's 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 alien to me but i, I get it that you know, not everybody is the same um and as I say, you know, we're trying to make sure that everybody is is doing that and understands how that how they fit in. So it's it's good to see that that that's happening everywhere else. But the quiet quitting just bothers me. You know, this is um, I always felt that media was a an entrepreneurial business that you know, that you, you you rose and you shined in or shone shined. Um, you know, when you were able to create either interesting trading deals or solving interesting problems for clients, etc. But it, it, I struggle with the thought that people are just sat. I, I hate it. I think they'll be found out. I think those people exactly. will be will be found out. And I think actually it might be a more peer to peer, um, you know, observation yeah. than necessarily a management um, that they'll get called out by their contemporaries. Well, and also, you know, if we are talking about qualifications coming in, then they will be people that filter out naturally. The you know, oh, I can't be asked to do that. You know, we'll see. <laughs> Um, I want to go back um, a, a little bit into the the COVID, and I know we all want to get past it, and uh, you know it, it was a tough time for everybody. But what have we learned? I mean, what what has changed in in the in the couple of years that that things went down, and you were talking to people, and you, know, you didn't have the roles there, and you came out, and you've done brilliantly, and I congratulate you for everything. But what is materially different post and pre COVID in your world? I would say the first thing that comes to mind is that people want to work with more purpose. So whether that be about um, you know the leader that they they would look to join the organisation and the vision and values that that feel authentic because we've all been in businesses where someone paints some values on the wall and yeah. suddenly you're expected to you know start chanting them but it's not it doesn't it doesn't filter through so businesses where you can really feel it I was talking to a candidate yesterday and she'd been in for two interviews to a business and and just said the vibe she got from being in the business she knew you know she knew exactly what they stood for and the leader that she was meeting with that was that was born out in them and had been in all of her experiences so that counts for a lot these days and frankly reward and salary is often the last conversation yeah. it was at the end of my conversation with her I said okay what would it now need to look like for you so it's it's not the first thing you talk about with a candidate it's about you know as long as that is fair and appropriate yeah um then it's more about this, you know, the whole picture and and what they're joining and 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 actually feeling that they can can be additive to that team and bring diversity of experience or thinking in order to help that business grow. That's really nice, um, and and that's being met on both sides of the equation there. So from clients and and from the companies doing it, that the, the purpose is the driver. Yeah, I, th I, th I think so. Um, you know, what what we're seeing now is that people deciding to come into work for for a reason right everyone's done a lot of working from home and i think you've you know in order to get back to the office you know you're gonna have to leave your your kids or your pets but, but you want to come in you you want to have a meaningful experience and you want to feel like you're actually achieving something um and that that's what i think is driving um a bit more engagement now
Wow. Um, okay, so it, it, it leads on to, to a question about you two particularly. Um, what, what was the purpose behind you two getting together? How, how was it that Conquer grew? It was a, a mutual friend connected us. We would, had both, in our, in our previous roles, been drawn to talent. Um, I, I'd been the lead for diversity and inclusion at Dentsu, and that had enabled me to get closer to the businesses within the group. And, and I found myself naturally looking to solve problems through people, through connecting people within the network. Um, so I think it was a, a, a shared belief in talent and doing something slightly different around talent. Yeah, and I think the, the other thing is that we have both worked in service orientated businesses and we'd seen um, both as a, a candidate but but also having hired people in, in our organisations that a lot of um, uh, search partners and talent partners were very transactional and it was a very unfulfilling experience and we decided that that wasn't the way that we conducted ourselves and that's not what our reputation was about. It was much more about getting under the skin of what our clients needed, what the candidates were looking for and trying to build long-term relationships. You know, that that's what we built our whole career on is long-term relationships, not single transactions. So it feels like, you know, we came together with a shared purpose, but to try and do things in a different way. And I hope that that's reflected in the fact that a lot of the clients that we've um, been lucky enough to work with use us time and time again. So we've helped to build whole teams of, you know, we've worked up to a dozen different leadership roles within single organisations. So that Hopefully that proves that it's working. Absolutely, and like I said at the beginning, you know, I meant it. The people talk very highly of you, so you're clearly doing it right. I wonder whether there's a an opportunity or a potential for for you to go into businesses and then do the the people organisation internally, but without bringing external candidates in. You know, potentially less cost for the for the business. And there's another interesting role for for, for you. We've sort of used Conquer Inside to do that. Actually. Oh, Conquer Inside, okay. Yeah, so we've sort of shown... That's what I would have called it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the at all, quick plug there, um, go to our uh, website and you can find it. But um, no, in all honesty, we, we when we have done searches or when we've just been looking to partner with, with um, business leaders to think about their team... Where they, the people that have bought into it, and a lot have, have got their whole leadership team to do it. And often that will then um, show you the problem. Not the problem, but the, perhaps what's missing. Because the leader will suddenly see, oh my goodness, no wonder I feel so lonely. Uh, yeah. I'm the only person in over here, and everyone else is over here. And that's great, mm. but actually for proper diversity, I, I need a little bit of injection of this. So we do use that to... Um, to, to think, you know, we use it as a lens. For, I mean, it's obviously not the not the be-all and end-all, but it's definitely a lens to help us think about candidates and yeah. what might be missing from a team. Of course, and you know, if you're in the business already, you really understand it, and you know, you've got a different perspective, a different idea. It does make me think, though. I think it was was it Michael Eisner who was the 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 president of Disney in the, in the late '80s did something similar, and he called everybody into his office and he asked them all a question. It was. Um, what's your ideal role here at Disney? And if anybody who was in marketing said marketing, they were fine. If anybody was in a different role and they said marketing or something different to what they were doing, they were outdoor. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I think things have changed, perhaps. <laughs> it goes back to that hybrid piece, you know, that, that very few roles that we, we were asked to help with are looking for somebody who's just got one one string to their bow. You know, people need the, the veritable unicorn that is strategic, commercial, great leader, empathetic, authentic. 
um, what bearded. am I missing? Bearded, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Great, yeah, great with clients. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it, it's, it's not somebody who's, who's just done marketing, so to speak. But going back to your original point about looking at the current organisation, the current talent that sits within it, very often they will say, look, we've got a couple of internal candidates. Yeah. Will you take them through the same process and we're really happy to do that um but it, it allows them to have more data points about their existing team yeah and how they and how they benchmark versus the external market yeah absolutely i, I get that and uh, and it's good to see that, that that's happening i mean i can actually think of a couple of in, you know, examples that you've been through recently with that but it, it's really good to see that it's happening um what is next for you guys? So we, we've opened up uh, an, an office in the north, which is really exciting for us. Um, we've actually partnered with uh, MIFA, so that's something okay. that we're both really passionate about is is our diversity credentials yep. and uh, and how we approach underrepresented groups. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're growing. We're really enjoying um, the you know the ride. Um, what we are doing is working with a lot of different industries now. So it, what started off as you know what you would expect our backgrounds to be media. Yep. We've branched into you know digital platforms and SaaS organisations and client organisations. So that's the direction of of travel for us is to make sure that we've got as holistic as uh, you know um, a vision over the whole industry as possible. Well, and, and and good luck to you. Um, I've got one final question. Um, given that you've you've both run mammoth businesses, um, and you know you're sitting opposite a tiny little media agency called Passion at the moment, what what would you what would you advise us? What direction would you point us in? What do we need to do? Network. Network. Yep. Network. 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 Um, I did that last night. I'm really tired <laughs> today. <laughs> but isn't it lovely to be able to do it again? I loved it. Yeah. Um, no, I think the, one of the reasons we have been successful is because of our networks, which are both, you know, set, different and overlapping, which has always, always been good. I always say to people, make a lot of tea in the beginning, you know, or actually all the way through, you know, nobody nobody ever forgives you for making them a cup of tea. No, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, standing for something, if you think about all the brands that you've seen successful over the years, whether that's client brands or, or agency brands, you know, if you think back, um, about businesses like Naked, yeah. um, or Michael E. Decent Better. You know, they really stood for something. And um, I think if you can, you know, you create your niche and you're true to it and you just, you know, dig in. I've got I've got full respect for all of the independents that have made it because Me too. You know, they have got, you know, it, it, it's tricky going up against the networks. They've got unlimited resources. But actually, if you look at the independent sector now, it's absolutely booming. It is. Because they yeah. stand for something and they offer something that's different. Yeah. And and are able to do so rather than it being you know a variant of something else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so we'll make more tea and we'll we'll, we'll very much try and do the right thing. And I'm going to steal all your documents online and um, and hopefully and we'll, do we'll, conquer inside and do conquer inside yeah. indeed. Absolutely. Uh, what a pleasure! Thank you for coming in. Um, I really enjoyed that. Me too. It's lovely to see you. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works, the UK's largest independent radio advertising agency. Let's Do the Right Thing is a Maple Street Creative production, devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.